can we get a little bit of details about this giant sour patch uh, person? Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I have to ask. The whole time I've been making eye contact with this creature. <laughs> He's real. I don't know what he has like grain like salt on him to make him look like the sour. I've never licked him though because I don't know if it's toxic, but I've been very tempted. Where did you get that from? I, I wouldn't recommend. He's in here. He's red. He's comrade red. Where did you I would have absolutely from? have licked that band right now. And now my fiance yeah. in the other my fiance in the other room who does not have context is wondering what the fuck I'm talking about. Go ahead, lick that man, Rye. <laughs> Do it for the vine. For, for people who are listening, there is a giant red sour patch. Yeah. Yeah, he's like three feet tall. He holds my squishmallows and Coraline and Tom Nook. Yeah. Uh, the bureaucrat. What a great Isabel. <laughs> the capitalist okay. Tom Nook up there. <laughs> Sit back in your seats, get something to eat, watch this movie. Don't let the kids see it, because, well, let, let, we'll let you hear the, the, the um, beginning first. Thank you. This week on Left of the Projector, we are going to be talking about the Barbie movie. Everyone has heard about the Barbie movie, can't escape anything about it. Uh, with me, I have uh, a bunch of guests, uh, some new and some regulars on the podcast. So I have Mike and Sterling from the Turn Leftist podcast. I have Hungry Rye from episodes such as Lord of the Rings, among others. I have Kristen, and I also have Karina. Thank you all for coming on tonight. That's a good one. <laughs> Lots Hell of, yeah. Lots of people, yeah. so it's... Uh, I think everyone's afraid to talk and step over each other. Yeah, I, I think I'll go with what Mike sometimes says on your show. It's kind of like a little... Uh, or, or there's a little chat we can you can use. You're real free to uh, to do that. But before we kind of get into the discussion and kind of anyone who wants to you know, introduce themselves, talk about their, their work, um, I wrote just a little kind of short little piece that I was going to kind of read or share, and then we can kind of get into it. So really coming into this recording, I've kind of been pretty torn. Um, I knew before this movie was released, I was wanted to have a discussion about it. It seemed like it was going to be uh, a big deal. And so I kind of felt like there's a lot about this movie that is kind of embodies what's wrong with film, but at the same time, it could also lead to interesting discussions. So that's a good thing. Um, but it really does embody everything kind of about capitalist excess and, uh, and all of that. And, uh, consumerism and all that, and so they spent more on this movie for marketing, which is 150 million, than it cost to make the movie, which was 145 million. So that alone kind of tells you what they were aiming for. So you know, the for the average consumer, I think that it the the marketing and the, everything about it, you know, worked. And so there's a lot about this movie that I think that a lot of people love, and maybe some people here will talk about what they loved about it, what they didn't like, um, but kind of just as like a very aside. I have a, a nine-year-old daughter and she plays with Barbies too, you know, sometimes. And, and to be kind of candid, I felt like, uh, you know, I think she sometimes has issues related to, you know, beauty and beauty standards, even at a young mm -hmm. age. And I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, Barbies play a role in that. And so I think talking about it uh, from a communist Marxist, however you might describe yourself, I think is a, is a good thing. And so hopefully we can dive into 
some of the aspects that I think are are loaded within this movie. And so I guess with that, I'd say anyone who wants to maybe share their impressions of the movie just generally or, you know, any other thoughts they have, you know, just from renting I said or anything you're thinking about. Out of curiosity, do you know if the licensing uh, part was actually applied under the marketing or under the production? So I'm guessing licensing alone was probably a significant chunk of that buy. I think that's just simply the marketing campaign, which is insane. Well, because I think since like Matt Mattel like actually like produced the movie, and they probably didn't have to like. I'm assuming like within the budget, since it was like them pushing the movie forward, and like I know like the CEO was actually like involved in like reading the script and like because I remember there was an article that I read that like whenever they were first filming the movie and like the CEO like read the script and was like this is not what Barbie stands for blah 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 <laughs> like with some of like the script I guess of how the CEO was portrayed and so then Greta Gerwig was like no like let's fly you out here and you can come like see us and then he like saw it and then he was like oh yeah actually this is what Barbie is about or something I don't know like entirely like that but that's what I saw in like an article so I'm not sure if that's like if they like changed their whole like perspective on it or whatever entirely but does anyone else want to share kind of their, <laughs> give their thoughts on it? Be like, I guess about like Mattel itself. Or I, 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 guess just, I yeah. went into it thinking it was like a Barbie history movie or something. I don't know. I thought it was me. I, I wouldn't do it as blind as possible. I didn't know what to expect. And I was very yes, surprised yeah. to see the direction it went through. It was like an emotional roller coaster. I didn't expect it to hit so close to home with so much of what it was trying to get across but also at the same time it was competing with like liberal feminist ideals so it was very conflicting going through the whole thing like it was very as Ben Shapiro would be like it's too woke but it was like way too self-aware at times but uh, trying to be feminist and being like oh it's just empowerment or something I don't know it's there's a lot to unpack yeah I do think well because like one thing like I like Greta Gerwig as like a director. Like I like Little Woman and I like uh, Lady Bird is like one of my all-time favorite movies. So I was really excited to go into this, but I actually felt like I was kind of like disappointed in Barbie because I kind of felt that like as Greta Gerwig is like a director and like she wrote it with her husband and stuff like that, so I thought it was going to be more. But then I guess I felt like it was too like it's like almost hit the mark but it was very like surface level, I guess, and I expected it to go past like the surface level that was Barbie in general. Yeah, that's kind of like the nature of pop feminism, right? Where it's just <laughs> like, it looks pretty, it's nice and safe, but it's never going to go into those deeper issues. Because at the same time, like the film's like trying to sell product to like an older audience is essentially what is the utility of it was at the end of the day, which really sucks. Yes, I, I would say... um Going into it, I, I had to a bit of uh, I had to be very self-aware because I think that as socialists and, and leftists, we tend to, you know, just critique the, the world in which we live. Right. We, we often put on this like critiquing lenses. We, we try to be objective. So I try to ha have fun with it, I have to say, because I'm like, you know, let me loosen up. But immediately, a few minutes into it, I felt that it was very, what can I say, neoliberal feminist. I wouldn't call it feminist, especially because I myself identify more as a womanist. 
uh, a term coined by Alice Walker, which is the, the, I would say, the feminism that was brought up by Black women and women of color that strives to, you know, include the intersectionality of gender, class, and social issues. And I just thought that it was more of like a desperate attempt to save a company, Mattel, that has a long history of uh, these very misogynist promoting a very conservative gender roles. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I, I did think like it was entertaining. It's a little bit of a step forward, but it wasn't enough. I'm not sure that it was supposed to be that way. So that's why I'm, I'm to give them the benefit of the doubt. I'm like, okay, well, it was funny. I found myself laughing at times, but would I call it a feminist, uh, movie? I'm not sure. Maybe second wave feminist because I felt even uncomfortable in the way at times that the men were being portrayed and women as like manipulating men in order to gain whatever their objective was. Like, you know, let's unbrainwash the Barbies, et cetera. Um, and uh, it, it almost went like from one extreme to the next. So I'm not sure that it, it really helped move the agenda forward of what feminism and, you know, gender equity strives to do but rather like it, it actually could be more of a backlash and regression that I find that on, but I, I don't want to just like keep it as like the duopoly. Like I don't want to talk about just like left and right, but on the left, we are believe are failing to engage with young men and the community of like incel that fell, that feel like quote unquote, you know, marginalized and that they're the victims. Um, and then, they're getting attracted to all these conservatives like Andrew Tate and Jordan Peterson. So I just thought like, hmm, I'm, I'm not sure that I necessarily agree with this approach. I don't know. What do you all think? Well, because like I'm assuming you're talking about like Ryan Gosling's characters, like yeah. in like sort of falling victim to like the patriarchy just because like if Barbie wasn't giving Ken any attention. And I, I agree with that because like, I feel like even like the ending where she's like, I don't want to hurt Ken's feelings, blah, blah, blah. And like, it felt very like, I don't know, like it didn't feel like fair to like Barbie as like a character or Barbie as a woman to sit here and her having to worry about like how Ken was taking in, what Ken was going to do afterwards. And like, I think like they were trying to make it like, well, you shouldn't care about what Ken has to say. But like, I feel like, the overarching like ending of the movie it was like like the very end I guess was about like making it about Barbie but I feel like the lead up to it was focused on Ken I guess not only as like the villain to say but it was also like focusing on Ken like oh well maybe if Barbie treated him right or like dated him or whatever then this wouldn't have happened in the first place and Barbie land would have stayed this perfect women in utopia you know yeah. <laughs> Which is falling right back into the patriarchy patriarchy argument they're trying to argue against. Yes. So it's it's yeah. it's confused exactly. in yes. a lot of ways. Yeah, like what is the end goal of the movie? <laughs> because like I don't know. I mean, I messaged you, Evan, after I had seen it. Like I you had told me you didn't want to like listen to anybody else's podcast about it or read too much about it because you wanted to go into it like tonight talking about it kind of fresh. And I did the opposite. I wanted to consume everything. I wanted to see what everybody else's takes. <laughs> uh, especially like you know, women, like you sent me that one podcast that had 
um, I think mostly women talking about it. And it was like a movies against capitalism podcast. That was what it's called, right? Movies against capitalism. Yeah, movies versus capitalism. Yeah. So I really liked that, um, the takes that they had. And so I had left the movie thinking, just being really happy that they used so many of the terms because they were not subtle at all. Like this is more on the nose than like Animal Farm. Like they're not using any allegory. They're not just like talking about patriarchy through um, some kind of story and using metaphors. Like they're just saying patriarchy and all this shit. Like they're just saying it right in your face. And so it reminded me of that meme that I sent you, Evan, about like people critiquing movies because Karl Marx didn't step out and make the critique himself on the screen. And it's like, that's all they would have had to done was get Karl himself to say these words because the Marxist terms and the, the ideological terms are there, which again is going to provoke the right. And I think that, that was intentional because it's like an adult movie rather than like a kid's movie. Like I guess I may have expected to the point where I also messaged you haven't said like this reminded me of like scary movie or like the old parody movies, like the naked gun with Liz and Nielsen, where you yeah, forget yeah, that there's yeah. a plot. Like you forget that there's even a story going on because it's just gag yeah. after gag after gag. Yeah. But then after I listened to those podcasts and everything and heard like the women talking about it, they were like, yeah, but, it's glad, like, I'm glad that they're putting this message out there. And of course, it's good that people are talking about these concepts. But in the end, they are rehabilitating this anti-feminist company that portrays this horrible body image for women. And then it's going to sell a bunch more plastic dolls. It's like, from the materialist side of it, that is objectively bad for the environment and for everyone. So it's like, I'm stuck in this balance between does the idealist conversation that we now have because of this movie overcome the material detriment that is going to be the result of it? overall i mean i'm just stuck in the middle i don't really have a take other than that like it's interesting because you have to take the film into consideration i think with our current like political education of the masses and like with the rise of like rampant white supremacy and like patriarchal values so like i get why it had so much backlash because we live in such a right wing like in the united states especially like a right wing nation with all those values so i can see like we're not the demographic that needs to hear any of that because this is all surface level stuff (laughs) but it almost needs to go just like a step further just like i don't know it's like bernie bros you know like progressives being in like u.s politics is like like a good thing Mm -hmm. in the bigger picture but it's still not great it's not going to get us where we need to go so I don't know. I th- I feel like we can use this movie as like a tool, like a stepping stone to meet like mutual ground with people who maybe weren't on the same page as before. And we can give them like accurate direction of where they need to go. Take them to like the more communist side, but like not scare them into it, but just make them more aware of like their material conditions through Barbie, which is silly that we have to do that. <laughs> and we can't just like throw the manifesto at them and be like, here you go. <laughs> Here's your, here's your dinner but you know there's so much red scare propaganda in the world that like we have to like ease people into it so maybe that's how we turn like barbie into a comrade like the republicans hyped her up to be i also went to see this with my daughter who's going to be 10 at the end of this month and the two things that i remember her saying this is really funny because her mother and i like <laughs> for being as progressive as we are are very much present like a suburban just a white couple and in the one of the early scenes, like she literally said, she's like, "Mom, those are your Birkenstocks. Like you have those exact sandals." <laughs> and, uh, and then, like later on, when Ken is like playing guitar at women, she's like, "Why does he act like dad?" Because like, because <laughs> I literally do this shit. Like, but um, other than us being like the stereotypes of like the Barbie and Ken in the movie, like it was just she left that movie very happy. She was like, "I really liked it." Like. I didn't expect it to be like that. I thought it was going to be Barbie going on like an adventure of some kind, but like, no, I really liked it. And she felt good. She felt like she got like the positive 
um, like she, I mean, as much as she's going to get those concepts from those terms and everything, she was able to get it. And yeah, I think Very she came cool. up with the right message from it, which is great because I'm not going to talk to her about politics in that way. Like I don't want to drill those things into my kid's head until they come and ask me these things. And so it gets those conversations to happen, which is good. I think it, especially kind of piggybacking off what Rye was saying earlier of understanding who this was made for, you know, like, like you were saying, it, it's not, this was not the product of a bunch of communists and socialists or even really feminists. This was made as a Hollywood blockbuster movie and going off what Mike said earlier, I don't think anything like this has actually ever been done before. I certainly can't think of anything where they've taken, what did you say, collectively? It's damn near $300 million and put it on a movie that uses the word patriarch more than <laughs> once in it, that you know uses male fragility even once in it. Like They're doing something that had never been done. And I'll say this, obviously I could critique it all day long. I truly enjoyed the hell out of the movie i i had a great time watching it i was there with my fiance and not only were we laughing we were looking at each other when we were doing the very when you know when they would make a joke at something that was male fragility or guys being you know patriarchal that are like little things we even do in our life and she'd look at me like mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like what one instance is the uh a while back uh she had told me it, randomly a movie came up. It was uh, uh, the Big Lebowski. She had mentioned, I've never seen the Big Lebowski. And I'm like, what? What do you mean you've never seen the Big Lebowski? <laughs> so I'm kind of like give her the whole rundown. And as I'm giving her the rundown, her dad comes in. He's like, what's going on? And she's like, oh, my God, Sterling is is telling me the whole story of the Big Lebowski because I've never seen it. And he's like, you've never seen the Big Lebowski? <laughs> and then he gets in. And so when they did the little thing about the Godfather, she just looked at me and it really, really funny. But but poking at, at little things that are even some surface level jokes in there, too. I, I think they they didn't only swing for the fence. Hell, they really didn't swing for the fence at all. But there were a few of them in there. and. To me, I guess understanding what brand of feminism this was is important because to really be true feminism, you have to understand neoliberalism, you have to understand fascism, you have to understand just every imperialism, you have to understand why uh, sexism and you know masculinity really exists today. You know what what those tools are, which are largely tools of capitalism. There's a reason they're very effective, keeping uh, the workforce inherently more and more male as you move up the hierarchy keeps these certain objectives that are, have been there for generations and generations. It makes it harder for them to change those things, which keeps those in power in power. So I think understanding that this is not that feminism, this is not the real feminism, this is, uh, you know, liberal feminism. This is. Uh, your average liberal who, if you explain to them, well, no, you're not actually a liberal, you're a neoliberal, they have no idea what that means. Even if they think they know what that means, they don't know what it means. So I guess understanding that for a movie that was a blockbuster with this kind of budget that reached the audience, it reached and understanding that it's liberal feminism and not real feminism, which is what we all need, but recognizing it, what it is for what it is. I was very impressed. I would have never thought in my lifetime I would have saw a movie that 
even did what this one did. So I congratulate it for that. But yeah, hopefully this opens a conversation, like Mike was saying, like, you know, having these kind of conversations with your daughters and that in a few gener- in a generation from us now, you can see movies about true feminism that break down exactly how these complex issues affect, you know, women in real life. But, you know, for now, we're kind of still piggybacking off the Reagan generation, and this is about the best we're going to get. And I, and I think that that is the sad part, right? Because of the society we live in, that we have to take these like baby steps. And uh, like, can you really like critique capitalism and patriarchy through like a, such a high budget movie with this like right. owned by a massive corporation? And then like today, I was like, with my partner, with my husband, we were at the mall getting this skateboard for my, our son. And what do I see everywhere? Barbie vans, Barbie this, Barbie this. And then <laughs> I, I, I'm like passing by. Then there was this, this, this man that came out of a gym that is at the mall. And this lady saying like, you know, um, I overheard her say, now, men are too feminine these days. <laughs> and then I just smiled and he saw me and he said, oh, you don't want feminism. But when we, if a man cry, if we cry, then you, you're, you're telling us, why are you whining? And I said, mm, I, I'm not sure that's, that's the case. You know, unfortunately, <laughs> not with somebody that is emotionally mature. It's like, you know, that's why that's you all want feminism. Well, this is what you get, you know, and unfortunately, the average person interprets it that way. Like, oh, look how the Kens are marginalized, you know, and invisible and they have to work. And that's what feminism want, you know, and it's like portraying the feminist movement, the gender equity movement as this monster that is just trying to, you know, striving for the erasure of, of men. and. I, I hell yeah farther from <laughs> you know well because like that's one thing that i agreed like the barbie movie kind of like made it like they were like oh if the entire world was just ran by women we live in a perfect society like that's kind of like the vibe i got the entire yeah. movie which is very clearly obviously not true where like we need more of a rebellion of the working class to actually be working together in harmony without gender being something splitting us up but then the barbie movie's like well too bad if we just had women and uh, like at the end of the movie it's like and then one day the kins will have as much power as women do in the real world or something like that it's completely like pointless like it's gonna make it it's just like feels like such like a backtrack to me to like sit here and talk about like oh these feminist ideologies whenever it wasn't even i felt like it wasn't arguing for true like equality i think one of the weirdest things about the movie is one of the early like feelings I had watching it is I was like, okay, they're doing a movie where they're uh, doing a gender reversal. So they're kind of showing it from where the men are now taking the actual place of women in in the world. And and I thought that they were trying to tell the story from a gender reversal view, but then when they go like to the real world and then Ken is like taking over and then all of a sudden it goes back and that's bad. I'm like, are you guys kind of saying that women being in charge is bad? Because I thought this was supposed to be a, a gender reversal kind of argument, and now you're basically making it look like they're fascists. And is that the message you're trying to give me? Because I'm kind of worried. Yes. No, and all I, I wanted to say is that 
the irony is that Barbie returns to like humankind, like the, our society, you know? So it's like, what is the message that you're trying to give? Like okay. You don't even believe your own message to go back to like this patriarchal society after you just talked about how great Barbie land was for being all women. Yes. It's, it's, it's like, very, I, I thought the same thing you said, Sterling, where it seemed like that reversal and then they kind of had some other, the, the, one of my biggest critiques of the movie, aside from like the actual messaging, is that it felt very like kind of confused. It would it would kind of portray one message, and then I feel like it would then have another one. And, and it again, it's a movie about Barbie who goes to the real world. I mean, I realize what we're talking about, but it it it, it felt incomplete. I mean, I don't know if maybe in earlier drafts they were it was more, and Mattel basically said like this is too strong of a message. I, it's hard to say, but. I just felt like it very much came across as just kind of mixed messages throughout. Well, because like one thing too, like uh, I can't remember the character's name, but America Ferreira's daughter, like in the movie, the little girl or whatever, like the vibes that she gave me were like absolutely horrendous. Like the way that she like, she talks to Barbie and stuff whenever she shows up and she's like, everyone hates you, blah, blah, blah. And like, I don't know, like to me, and then she called like Barbie a fascist. To me, it felt like it was like they were making fun of like Gen Z being very political. And I felt like that was a very negative message to put across because like the younger generation is so political now. And I think it's such a good thing because they are usually left or leaning and say, say like 18 to 25 year olds are most likely to vote Democrat. But then they put this little girl and kind of made her like the butt of the joke to like be like bullying Barbie. And we hate you, Barbie. You ruined everything. And I don't think like any true like socialists or communists that like watch this movie like obviously they know like those surface level things like barbie obviously is not perfect for body image or anything like that but they're not going to sit there and like um verbally degrade a woman because of how they're presented in the media you know what i mean and i feel like them showing that like made it feel like they were like oh the younger generation is such a joke am i right like why are you sitting here like all they talk about is like being woke and being right so that's why it felt almost like centrist to me in those ways and I'm surprised, like, I haven't seen any, like, Republicans actually, like, talk about that little girl and being like, this is exactly how the left is. <laughs> they just want to cancel everything sort of thing, because, like, this little girl was, like, canceling Barbie in, like, the way. And then, like, even whenever, like, she gets in the car with her mom and she's like, oh, that nut job thinks he's Barbie. And it was like, not nut job. And she's like, I don't know. She says something where she's, like, mentally handicapped or something. Like, she, like, backtracks on herself because, like, it almost makes it feel like it's like, well, like children don't actually act like this. They're not actually woke. They actually say these like offensive things behind your back, but then they're going to sit here and like not actually mean it in a way. And I felt like that gave me like really like icky vibes about like even being somewhat left leaning. It's like the reactionaries like trope of what like a leftist George Soros payroll employee or whatever is like saying all of like the buzzwords but not actually knowing yeah, what they mean yeah. by calling like barbie I a fascist and, hard. and then saying yeah. that barbie specifically set the women's movement back 50 years yeah not only that girl the whole movie was kind of those vibes like yeah. if i'm being honest even when they say patriarchy the fact that they don't properly like define it for some people in the audience who could probably use that definition like I, I definitely got that that buzzword vibe. Also, speaking of icky, how about that scene on the beach where the guy just slaps her ass and then she just like 
hits him and it's just like a girl boss moment. I'm like, uh, yo, that was sexual harassment. Why did can he we not- get arrested? <laughs> yeah, can we not just brush past that so quickly? Like, I don't like, even understand like, why she would have gotten arrested if he grabbed her like behind in public. Like, you think that would have been like a sexual assault charge or something? What There's the witnesses. hell? Like, you would have done this protection. How do you explain that to your daughter? Like, oh, yeah, in the real world, when you get older, sometimes men are going to sexually harass you, which is true, sadly. But, you know, it's but like, don't fight back or else you're going to get in trouble for it. Because like with Barbie and Ken getting arrested oh, for her my. in the face, like that yeah. wasn't even a crime, really. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Yeah. I don't know what they were doing there. I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. And for, especially Very for young cool. girls that are going to see that, like, and they're going to see that and they're going to think, wow, like. This is what happens, like, if I, and I know, like, America Ferrera's, like, whole, like, speech at the end, like, you have to be pretty, but not too pretty, and I felt like that was very, like, so, like, surface level, and, like, I, like, kind of cringed, like, watching that scene, because I was, like, oh, this is so, like, almost there, but it's not quite, and then, like, my sister, she's 17, so I guess about, like, the age of what her, of her daughter is supposed to be, and she was, like, no, I really like the movie, but she's pretty liberal, and she was, like, I felt like this was a good message and I was like tearing up when she was saying that speech. And I'm like, it's so like basic though. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like this is anything that you can see in like, like some of the messages are like, like I see it on Twitter every day. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like anything that's like, this is like thought provoking and I'm going to go sit in my car for like 30 minutes thinking about what I just watched. Mm-hmm. Isn't that the shitty thing though? Like people who have never been exposed to like what exactly like emotional labor is like have that told to you for the first time watching mm-hmm. a Barbie movie. Like that <laughs> their invisible labor is real and they're sitting there with their family. Like I remember yeah. during that scene, all of these like there's a group of conservative like middle-aged women and their daughter and they just up and left. Oh god. Oh up and locked god. out of yes. the theater. <laughs> during that moment. <laughs> My partner was like, you probably needed to hear that. Like, you should probably sit uh, back down. Those are the type of moments you remember forever. I had a similar experience when I went and watched Bombshell and there was a conservative couple next to us that did not know. They just thought it was a movie about Fox News. They had no idea what it was really about. Oh, it was so funny. They're sitting next to us every scene. They got through about maybe 35, 40 minutes. So they're like, oh my God, what? Are you kidding me? And they're just like talking out loud and I'm trying so hard not to die laughing. They finally got up and left. Like when it got to the scene, you know, where he's like telling her to pull her dress up. He's like, he, he would never. And I'm like, really? He would yeah. never? Because, oh my God. Anyway, love those kind of moments where conservatives feel Don't actually research the movies they're going to see. <laughs> yeah. I wanted I, to comment on, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Please go ahead and then... Uh, I will. Go ahead. No, because I'm going to take this way back, so please. I just wanted to offer another perspective that I was thinking about. I mean, before we started recording and uh, we were introducing each other, I shared that, you know, I'm a, I'm a psychotherapist and, uh, and I'm a social worker. My specialty is parentification and, in women and complex trauma. And parentification is basically when you take on the role of a parent within your family or a caretaker ahead of your time, whether because you're growing up with a dysfunctional family, there is like maybe there may be alcoholism, emotionally unavailable parents, etc. And so you fall into this role of caretaker. However, by default, like patriarchal values, they ingrain this in in, in young young girls. And what I, I I thought about in the movie 
is that they address that like from the beginning, a few minutes into the movie. And that is true. However, there is like a fine line between that and then the fact that motherhood is being perceived within the movie as like being stuck and like I'm a mother. And I, I just like that. So like, for instance, like, oh, if you become a mother, that's it. You're doomed and there's no development. It's like that is part of feminism and, and, and part of our autonomy and what we strive for that. If you choose to not have children, that's wonderful. But if you do, that's wonderful, too. And that can coexist. And for you to be a feminist and and embrace, you know, equity, you know, you can embrace, uh, I don't know, so-called feminine traits. You could also be a caretaker, not to your own detriment. Right. And I just thought that the perception of like motherhood was, uh, you know, like a, a static position. Like, there's no room for development or advancement. Yeah, I think. Um... That actually ties in well to what I wanted to say, because it does seem like even this movie frames it as like it's a battle between men and women for who's going to have like the the power dynamic, I guess. And it's like annoying that it ends up that way, because I feel like they really tried with the, the I am Ken Uff thing and like the whole Ken arc that like they show that patriarchy is even bad for men. But I still feel like conservatives are going to be so resistant to that message. Like when you see that guy in the mall who says like, oh, where are all the feminists when X or Y thing happens? It's like, bro, that's still patriarchy. Like if you're complaining that like the feminists are nowhere to be found in the foxholes or like the dirty jobs that Mike Rowe is doing, it's like that is still fucking patriarchy. And your inability to realize that doesn't make it any less the case. Like the fact that you feel like you need to volunteer for all these shitty jobs and put this all on yourself is just as bad as the fact that like, all these women are being taken advantage of for their unpaid and uncredited labor uh, for raising children or doing whatever they're doing in a household. It's like, it's almost like you guys are all battling against the real unpaid labor of capitalism that you're struggling against. And you're just like putting it on each other because they're doing the divide and conquer thing. And you're just not quite getting it. Like, I don't know. I hope that people are get that in, getting that from this movie, but I don't know if the, I just don't know if like, I feel like, like a lot of men are watching like a separationist Ken, yeah, like, type thing. Like, oh, you have to tackle this one and then you can tackle another problem rather than realizing like, they're all connected, like capitalism, patriarchy, white supremacy, and they all work to uphold one another. So by like forming that dynamic or like dichotomy between like battle of the sexes or whatever, like it's taking away from how we do achieve like liberation. So we're, is that where we're going with this? I do really love, I just love going into YouTube comments of like, videos of like these men doing like these hard jobs and everything and inevitably there's always some dudes in there going where's the feminists where's all those feminists and it's like i'll just say like bro that's still patriarchy and they just they get very mad and they just blow it me up for weeks on end like, like that tweet that like always like is circling around twitter there's like this like really dirty man that's like moving like this big machine around i don't know it's like a meme that's like on twitter all the time it's like why aren't the women doing this and it's just like some like dude like moving some big machinery around like that's like spewing mud and stuff and it's like just who's gonna carry the boat yeah like it's just like it's so crazy to me that like they sit here and look at this stuff like even like ben shapiro and like perpetuates this where they have such like tunnel vision on like so many things where they can't like ever see like the broader picture of anything also like just conservatives doing the two button meme between deciding whether to glorify manual labor or decide that it's going to be automated next week and say they should get a better job like pick a lane like one of the things that originally i i endured the i'm not i so well two things so i endured the 43 minute video that ben shapiro 
made about this movie. Oh, God. Because I was, I guess I'm a master. You're stronger than I am. (laughs) (laughs) Originally, my plan was to play some of the clips or talk about some of the things he said. And my partner and I were talking about this, and I kind of decided that I don't want to, everyone can go watch what he said. And I don't want to maybe additionally platform his opinions. But rather than maybe crimes. Yeah, bringing up specifically Ben Shapiro, I, I think it's interesting, which I think a few of you have mentioned, sort of how the conservatives see this movie, many of whom who said they hated the movie before it even came out. You know, they're already they're already <laughs> talking about how, how this movie is so bad. But I think it does make sense. Maybe you just said it, Mike, is that the th- this movie would be beneficial to them if they could get past their you know, their preconceived notions and yeah, their male, you know, all of these things to see a different perspective. But then at the same time, would this, is this the actual kind of content that really would get through to them? I think the answer is no, because immediately it's like woke, woke Hollywood is, you know, shoving this movie down, you know, at them. So I, I don't know what my question is here. I guess it's how do you reach people in that perspective? This might be off of the topic specifically of Barbie, but how does, how could you make a movie where that actually could help them understand these things? Maybe that's too hard of a, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, can you guys envision like a, like an, uh, like a, some kind of society or situation in which it's actually gender equal and, you know, no one's being judged, like to the point where no one's even getting like the ick. Like today I saw a video on, on Instagram and like this guy just went through a whole list of things that um, women had sent to him that were, things that their boyfriends did that gave them the ick. And some of them were as innocuous as like waiting in line for something or like, I uh, saw a video like that the other day where it's like, this dude was like jump roping and it's like, cause he jump roped wrong. That was like an ick. And I was like, yeah. what? Just, I mean, try to envision though, a society that looks like gender equal and is, you know, just equitable for everyone that Star doesn't Trek. give people the ick um, now Trek, because yeah. there's, yeah. yeah. Yeah, as long as you're not on one of the other planets, you know, oh, and you're going to either fucking join or be obliterated. You know, I got some comments about Star Trek 2, if I'm being serious. They pull up, lasers pointed at your whole planet. Honestly, it's not a bad die, idea. Motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's I, a thank you position. I feel like that's a good idea. <laughs> I don't know if I can argue against that. <laughs> I hear you. That I agree. <laughs> they sound like they got the right idea to me. I mean, <laughs> when when you asked uh, that question, it just made me think about how we started the conversation. Um, the fact that we see a lot of like incels nowadays in young men that feel that by eliminating women's rights, like society will improve, you know, and they will no longer be marginalized because they feel like the victims. I think that. Perhaps if, if we take such a movie and then even at least tweak it so that it's not like from one stream to the next, that it's not like going from patriarchy to matriarchy, which wasn't actually even close to what we experience in real life as patriarchy, right? <laughs> However, like that's not what we strive for, right? It's more like a community center. It's more like we we embrace everyone's humanity um and when you hurt i hurt therefore like what we're striving for is more of like a communal uh sense of living um so i I think that in that sense 
those were the little tweaks that I would suggest to start with so that people don't feel so threatened by this. Like you see, now they're brainwashing our daughters and our young children to hate men and for women to become the oppressors, quote unquote. It's, it's like, like what you were saying, the, the way that they present the, the scene with Ken. And, and again, he's, they're supposed to be doing like gender reversal. Ken goes into this uh, giant high rise and he's like, give me a job. And then he's like, oh, they wouldn't give me a job because I didn't have a college degree. Yeah. And yes. that is how they're presenting the oppression as if that's what women are going yeah. through. Like, that, that's why a woman can't move up is because they don't have a fucking degree. Are you kidding me? Like, exactly. they miss the mark a lot. For sure. Sure. And that actually reminds me of the scene. There's, there's a, I mean, we have talked about some of the scenes, but there's the sort of the kind of like the meta aspect. Of this is you have the like the CEO Will Farrow as the like the CEO of Mattel, and they have the boardroom of all men, and kind of you know they're going through, and he's saying like, oh well, there was once a a you know a woman who was the CEO, which is actually true. The I think one of the first the CEOs, yeah, whatever. was a a Mattel was a CEO, but it's it or as it was a woman. I think it's, I feel like a lot of that commentary is very much like kind of like a liberal or neoliberal take on it, just saying like, well, if you have, if you just sort of Break have a woman, <laughs> yeah, if you have a woman in there, and I, and I felt that some of it was sort of like tokenizing people within the movie. And I don't know if you all felt that way with, you know, the black president and kind of just individual characters that felt very much good that they were doing it, but is it actually doing something? You know, like, is that saying something? So the first Black Barbie was Christy, which was like, there was another Black Barbie before that, but that was like basically just Barbie's like same facial mold and stuff like that. They just painted her like African-American or made her black. And then they actually, like a few years later, they created like a new Barbie called Christy that was actually like a Black Barbie. And they felt the need to reference like every other like miniature like reference Barbie, like Skipper or like Midge or like the pooping dog, but then they didn't even bring up <laughs> Christy, which was like the first black Barbie, which was came out in like the 1960s. And they're still making new Christy dolls to this day. And they didn't even feel the need to like give her like at least like a speaking line or even like reference that character once, but they felt the need to reference all these other like other characters. And I felt like that's what made it feel very tokenized to me is that like, oh, we made like Issa Rae's Barbie the president. But then it's like, you could have actually like referenced the black Barbie that has like been made specifically for like black women to like identify with. And they actually gave like this Barbie black features. Like that was the first time that it was done on a Barbie doll. And then they just completely like ignored that, you know? And I felt like that just like shows that like, it wasn't really like its heart wasn't really in it. It's doing a lot of lip service. Yeah. 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 Telling people what they want to hear. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it- like back to Evan's question earlier about how could you make this movie and do it the right way? It's exactly as Kristen's describing. You just do it the right way. Yeah. You just <laughs> mention Barbie. You don't have Ken complaining he can't get a job because he doesn't have a college degree, and that's somehow women's fault. Like you all, it, it feminism and and just female oppression, especially under capitalism, is not a hard concept. Like if if you wanted to make a movie and really push the the message, it's not a hard thing to portray. The question and that's is, like do they thing... want to portray that? No, absolutely not. <laughs> I, because... that's why, yeah, 
Like, I feel like the thing is, is, like, yes, there's only so much that they can do in Hollywood because, like, Hollywood elites or whatever, like, they're the rich people. They're going to, like, they're going to perpetuate the media on how they want it to be presented as where they're viewed, like, oh, well, like, society's going woke now, so we're going to make a woke movie. You know what I mean? And so they're only going to do as much as, like, what the masses want. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's kind of like uh, controlled opposition in a way. You know, you have like obviously the the ruling class that has their fingers into all of Hollywood and they are the investors that invest into these movies. So it, it is very much their decision which movies make it all the way and get these budgets to be made. So the fact that they have control over something like this as a product means they also have control over what is quote unquote woke. So if they get to design what woke is, they can kind of set that goalpost. And maybe they don't want woke to be true feminism and communism and socialism. They want woke to be women are treated not as good as men. That's apparently woke, like in our <laughs> world. Like according to all everyone who's complaining about Barbie, because that's relatively all the movie's really about. That's fucking woke. That blows my mind. Yeah. Yeah. I was also thinking about the fact that, you know, yes, they representation matters. Absolutely. But is it enough? Because even the Barbies that they portrayed in the movies, I don't think, please correct me if I'm wrong, but I've never seen a Barbie with like the different body shapes that they portray in the movie. Um, I think there are more recently that there are more Barbies with different body types, and but I don't think it's like as big of a difference of like body type as like portrayed in the movie because obviously we have like needle thin women and then women on the other side of the spectrum that are our larger stature but at the same time it's like barbie land is it was like this capitalist utopia right it was so luxury right and consumerism and everything is pinkish and everyone's happy and so superficial and it's like uh you're going to Promote representation, go all out. Then, <laughs> yeah, no, I like, genuinely a... think this is like a, a sorry, a prime example of like neoliberalism utilizing like identity politics for not like a good reason. I think that's important <laughs> to end the case. Like, yeah. it's not identity politics is not bad, but when neoliberalism is doing it, it is bad because then they're just doing like lip service and trying to keep people like complacent, like showing like, yeah. oh, it's it's just a little bad. Patriarchy's just a little bit bad, but that's yeah. nothing it's we a lot can't worse. overcome in a few years if we just st all start becoming CEOs. Yeah. <laughs> just go vote. <laughs> go vote. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Make sure you guys vote blue, because then this wouldn't be happening right now. Do we want to talk about the electoralism? I know that's a big debate, is electoralism and Barbie. And some people think that it reinforces that as a means of change. I don't know if it's yeah. worth spending time on. If you want to take it on. Please, right. That's your perspective. Did you have something, Mike, that you were going to say? So I didn't want to... Oh, just real quick. I was just going to say Barbie Land had the, the Star Trek like invisible labor, like just the magic production, because there were no workers or like laborers in Barbie Land for all that luxury. The women at work. The they were construction oh, right, workers. Yeah. My bad. <laughs> and there was like the garbage women that were like pulling the garbage around. And then there was like a delivery woman too. Okay. Like, so yeah, it was a nonsense point. There to was like a little bit. But, like, so were... they hadn't gone through like an industrial revolution or anything. Yeah. Just manual. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I didn't uh, even see that many cars in Barbie Land either. It's just like Barbie's pink cars. City. The only they one didn't trains, drive it around. You know? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't see any fucking trains. <laughs> they, had, they had an airplane. Right? Uh, yeah, they did have an airplane. Yeah, uh, 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 
I guess I they have an airport. I'm a dog, but I still want to party. Things felt like I'm ready to bend. I'm a 10, so I pull in a can. Like, Jazzy, stay sweet. All of the bodies is pretty damn. All of the bodies is bad. Well, because, like, I didn't even, like, think about that. Because I guess there was, like, the whole boating thing with, like, the kins at the end. And so, like, were the kins just not boating beforehand? And that was their problem? Like, because, like, I don't understand. Like, they could have voted for the new constitution before their war, but then since they got sidetracked by their war, only the Barbies were able to vote. Like, I don't even understand the, how that would have worked democracy, in the first place. Democracy is gerrymandering, don't is you know? <laughs> like, I just assumed there was more Barbies than there were Kins in the first yeah, place. Exactly. And so, like, if they both went to the polls, wouldn't it have just stayed the same? I thought the same thing. Like, they like, all over them. <laughs> like, I don't understand, like, why they were like, oh, like, are they just going to block the Barbies from, like, getting in and going to vote? Like, I didn't understand, like, that whole thing. Like, and then even, like, the whole, like, the whole thing was, like, the the reason why the Barbies, like, all got, like, started falling into the patriarchy was because they were brainwashed or whatever, which I thought was, like, such, like, a weird, like, thing to, like, be the reason uh -uh. why. that the, Like, uh -uh. that was wrong with them is that they were brainwashed. <laughs> In like less than 24 hours. Yeah. They were like, yes, I'm going to serve you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, may maybe that was the voting thing is because they, you know, the Barbies were quote unquote brainwashed. So maybe the majority of even the Barbies, not even the Kins, were not with Barbie on this vote. <laughs> maybe they had to go do it against even the Barbies. I don't know. Well, he well here's a, here's, oh, go ahead. No, go. no, I was just thinking like it goes to show also that it it's, nowhere near as close as the oppression that we who identify as women have experienced because even in Barbie land that was so matriarch and it was like to that extreme like they had that or they the Kents could vote yeah could vote we only earned the vote when in the United States you know what I mean and so it goes to show you that even that portrayal wasn't nowhere near as like the the marginalization and oppression that we have experienced as women. Like, they, like I don't even understand, like, the Kins were, like, the oppressed group in, like, Barbie land. But it's, like, what were they, like, I don't even understand, like, what they were trying to, like, fight for in the first place. Like, what equality were they missing? It's not like the Barbies were doing anything, like, amazing or, like, doing actual, like, A lot of girls things. Do you know what I mean? It's like the Kens were supposed to represent, like, the female gaze or like the male gaze like that's what like their sole purpose was to like be in barbie's gaze that was their sole existence and uh, somehow that was oppression <laughs> yeah they weren't getting assaulted Here. god forbid york beach you stand there yeah. and look nice on beach i have to play volleyball all day i have a cheer for the the women playing volleyball oh no yeah where were the the missing murdered indigenous kens like there was not like an <laughs> epidemic of like i mean not like i don't mean that to sound crass like that sounds more offensive now that i said it than i imagined it coming out but like it's just yeah. like yeah there was not like the level of oppression that women actually go through like it was just like yeah. oh they're not looking at me so i had a bad day it's like bro that's your worst problem like <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, bro, like you're not starving on the street <laughs> it's interesting you said that because there was some uproar over the line comparing like the the Oh, the comparing the, it to the smallpox of the, the Native indigenous, Americans, yeah, yeah. The indigenous people, and there are a lot of I saw some. They had some, no like they said they had like no defenses against the smallpox yes. or something like that. 
and like compared that to like Barbie's not having defenses against the patriarchy or something, which like doesn't even make sense. <laughs> yeah, it felt like an odd, an odd. I just maybe think of that. But the other thing that I was thinking about with the election or the voting is what the, the, the message that I took from it was that if all of the Barbies and all of the the progressive or liberal groups come together and they all go to the voting booth and they vote, they can vote away the patriarchy or the the fascism or the cans or whatever it is that they want. And then like, you'll be, everything will be fine. And I think that that's kind of a message that we're told is kind of a, kind of a thing now. And, and really it's, you know, there's maybe minor harm reduction. We voted for Joe Biden and now the world's great. I, I don't know what you're talking about. I, I didn't just didn't know. Either. Yeah, I didn't either. <laughs> but I just said, like, everyone's like, vote for Joe Biden and the world will be better. I'm like, that's better, guys. Thank you for that. <laughs> but that, that that's just a message that it that that's that felt like a very like neoliberal elections are fair and good and and all of that. And so it just I, I mean I think that a lot of people watching this, if you're a liberal watching it, you probably didn't think about that much because that's just kind of what you're used to seeing. It wasn't out of the norm, which I think is a lot of the things mixed attempts to kind of uh, push people, but then also falling back to kind of just the status quo. I don't know. Someone said earlier. Oh uh, yeah. The, the, li- the liberals were rock hard when the Barbies were like taking control of the vote, oh, not yeah. letting the opposition vote. Is <laughs> their dream. We get to do a Russia gate. Let's fucking go. We've been waiting. It's our turn. <laughs> Girl boss. <laughs> it's just really like, I feel like it's very frustrating as like a woman. And because like I went into this movie expecting like almost so much more, like, it had like a running start and then it just fell flat on its face, like right there, like about halfway through. I'm like, this is like almost like stupid. It's not going to age well. I definitely don't think it's going to be something. <laughs> it's going to age well, like in 10 years. Like I think like culture, the way it moves right now with the internet is, and not even in five years, I don't think it'll still even hold the same message or have the same impact as it does right now, which isn't much for the more radical groups of people you know but it's it's just not like a lot of those jokes and like the quips that i don't think it's going to translate well it'll be interesting to see like people's reception as time goes on and if they decide to make more movies like this like i think they're the- theorizing there's gonna be a brats movie like a, a slinky movie or and something. i know like them. a new one <laughs> and they're good movies <laughs> there is a whole there is a whole list of ip um, I saw I like think the Pocket movie and like Uno and Magic Eight Ball. I just wanted to uh, to try to bring us back to what we were talking about a second ago. <laughs> if I could just be like the white guy and play devil's advocate for a second, <laughs> you can. Um, you fit the role. Yeah. So what I mean, like if we if we wanted to try and imagine like the the good ending to the Barbie movie that doesn't involve electoralism, just vote blue and everything's going to get better. It's like, can we really imagine like what does Barbie start like the Vanguard Party and like take over and like have a communist revolution and like create like the communist because i mean also great but then i feel like that does make us the the meme like we are that meme of like the leftists who just want this we're like doing commandism like we're just too far ahead of the people and we want this movie to be on our level when it realistically can't be and i'm hoping that rye what you are saying is right that barbie walks so that everybody else can run and that this will age badly because they'll be like, oh, this was very obviously corporate pandering just to rehabilitate Mattel. And now we have real feminist movies that are talking about like just putting up, you know, fucking fascists and like the 
the Hunger Games guys, uh, not Hunger Games, what's the, oh, Handmaid's Tale, like the people who want that, putting those guys up against the wall. It's like, that's like, I guess, a real good Barbie Girls. ending or something. I think the Barbies should go into the G.I. Joe and have like a like a solidarity with them and get their guns and then go and take over and have like a revolution in the Barbie land. That would have been my. Because the G.I. Joe's <laughs> realize they're also victims of patriarchy. Yeah, I would like to see that. <laughs> they, 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 they can, they can de-radicalize the Kens because I don't think the Barbies can adequately de-radicalize them. It has to be the G.I. Joe's because they are like. They, they come back like from war they've seen all the imperialism they see all the bad things and they can uh, radicalize you guys have met dudes in the military right <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're super left wing and like super cool people I don't know yeah, what you're yeah. talking about I know a few okay, I've met a few <laughs> I've met like one person and they're like very like liberal if even not even like left wing <laughs> You know, I like the the right wingers who basically uh, are say, "Oh, with this Barbie movie, that's exactly what these leftists want." And I'm like, "My brother in Christ, I promise you, it's so far, it's so far past that what we want. That ain't shit, dog." That's what I was like the whole time I was watching the movie. I was like, "Damn, the Republicans are gonna look at this. Like, conservatives are gonna look at this and be like, this is like." exactly what the left media is pushing it's like this is not anywhere close like i would have fucking kicked this across the football field if i could have i mean this is what they say they're like you see this is the agenda that joe biden is pushing because he's a socialist and it's like whoa really my god i wish i know <laughs> like, I socialist. I'm like get what? rid of money <laughs> do it yeah i wish he was the man you claim he is This goes back to, I think someone said that this is, you know, a movie made by a corporation trying to make money, pushing, you know, a a milk toast kind of liberal, you know, movie. And I, the one thing I will say about is this is unlike some of the recent sort of um, anti-capitalist movies like Triangle of Sadness and some of these other ones, in those movies, it's very much like rich people are bad it's better to, you know, to be working class or the working class can rise up in a very mild way. This is the first movie I feel like where it doesn't really focus on sort of like the wealth or any kind of class. There is no real class structure in this movie either. There's no real mention of it. It's very much just the system, which I think is maybe interesting where it talks. They don't think they ever mentioned the word capitalism, but they talk about patriarchy, which is, you know, linked into it. And so I don't know, I, I think it's, a very small step in like a decent direction, but it's, it's, it's so far, it's the best you're going to get with what we kind of, we have, unless, you know, means TV makes a movie or, you know, that's bad. Barbie two origin of the family. Can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, I don't know. Anyone have any last, uh, last. I also thought it was weird how they, uh, disassociate like kins entirely as if the civilization there's no romantic connection between the two kind of downplays the fact of how women have to at least a lot of women have to learn to live with the very monsters that are out against them like it's as men we have no natural predators in the world and women literally live amongst them and have to get in a lot of situations have romantic relationships with them and I thought it was kind of weird just to completely remove men even front like Barbie can just, you know, not if she wants to. Also, how the fuck are you going to pay rent as a single person? 
<laughs> but they don't even have that problem in Barbie Land, so I don't know why the kids are complaining. Like I didn't see anybody paying rent. Well, the like, kids were complaining was, they had no homes, right? Like that was kind of like a weird did, joke. I, they didn't even say anything about like them not having homes. I feel like Barbie was just like, I don't know where Ken lives because they obviously had to be living somewhere before. They just took over and made the Mojo Dojo Casa House. <laughs> the house, like, house, house, house. Yeah. <laughs> but then, like, I just thought it was really weird, too, how they, like, portrayed the CEO. He's like, I don't care about the bottom line. I care only about little girls in the least creepiest way or whatever. Because, like, whenever they were, like, the Mojo Dojo Casa Houses, like, were somehow being made, I guess, by Barbie Land and then, like, all of the kids were buying them and they were like, we don't actually care about that. We just care about like women being happy or something. And I was like, I feel like that's such like a lie. Well, later like, on when they say they're going to make the sort of the Barbie, that's sort of the image of an actual, you know, a, a regular, regular Barbie. He's like, Oh, we're not going to do that. And then the guy has the iPad. He says, Oh, actually that makes lots of money. And he's like, I will right, we'll do that. It's, how do you miss the whole fucking point of your own movie? Like, I don't even understand. Cause like he changed like his whole ideology. Cause like at first he was like, I don't care about Ken. Like Ken, I don't care if Ken's making us all this money right now. They're like, Oh, they're going to make a Ken movie, blah, blah, blah. And it's going to make us all this money. It's like, I don't care about that. But then it's like, Oh, but I care about the money. Whenever like a woman comes up and talks to me about like this Barbie that could be made. Like, I don't like, it felt like, I think it, it almost was like a poke at like the real history of like mm -hmm. Barbie. Cause Ruth had taken Barbie in like 1959 to a toy fair and it was a bunch of men. They're like, that that's not, that's not going to go over well. <laughs> Kids don't want to play. It was just all men at this toy fair deciding what would sell to little girls. And I thought that was interesting. Like looking back on it now, like, I don't know if that's what it was supposed to be, but like, that's canonically what happened. And it's canonically. I think that oh, Ruth points to how they were trying to like just like hit all the the check marks. I thought like oh maybe that's why it's like satire humor humor where they're like making fun of themselves you know to hit the marks like oh yeah because it's made by a corporation so it makes profits okay good that's good uh, so that's why I mean I I just tried to take it with a grain of salt it made me laugh but. I think that, as we mentioned, and we agreed, it perhaps is a little step forward into more comprehensive, holistic films that can address, you know, the root causes of all of these, you know, of, of basically patriarchy, patriarchy, capitalism and inequalities that we face. But um, overall, I, I thought it was funny. Um, but, you know, it was made by a big corporation. That just today I saw all these advertisements and all these Barbie stuff left and right. So that's so. their goal. With like what you were saying, Rye, about like Ruth, whenever she first shows up, not the first time she shows up, I guess towards the end, whenever she shows up and she's like, oh, I evaded the IRS, blah, blah, blah. And I was this like great woman, blah, 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 because like I was the owner of Barbie or whatever. And I was like, if everyone was just like me. It'd be a perfect world sort of thing. I was like, I get them wanting to like paint her. And like, cause like what she did was like, not great. Like they were running out of, or they weren't selling enough toys. So like mm -hmm. they took a shipment of toys and like parked it at another place and marked it as like, they just kept moving around toys and be like, oh yeah, we're moving product. Like, yeah. Like literally laundering. <laughs> and a very legal. So that's why she got fired. <laughs> but then she got rehired. 
I didn't even know she got rehired. I just knew like she, did, she got in the fired. 90s. Oh, that's crazy. But then like I feel like that's the thing that was like they were like talking about this, like, oh, like women can do terrible crimes and exploit the working class too. Don't worry. <laughs> Hashtag gaslight gatekeep girl, girl boss. boss. Yeah. Something I think about a lot is just the just the separate nature of everything. And I, I kind of think about it as like green and red zones. And this will make sense in a second, but like I try to think about the divide between how far along the the culture can be as far as like entertainment and everything because you think about what they're talking about in this barbie movie as opposed to like what's going on in our day-to-day lives now it's like how far could that divide get because i could absolutely picture a world in which you have transformers movies talking about forming the leninist vanguard party but then like (laughs) in your actual day-to-day life there are like labor organizers being put into ice camps you know what I mean? Like you could have that be that far apart. And that's actually what drives the culture war to be so just hot because people see the difference between like the right wingers would see like, no, we're putting left wingers in camps and we should be because that's right because they're so disruptive to our precious economy. But then they see the culture war and like movies that they even like talking about very openly left wing concepts and it makes them fucking angry. Like they hate that shit. And you could even take it so far as to say like there could be the blue cities where they're very liberal and they're actually they're doing some punitive things to right-wingers like if you are out and out and out racist like yeah you are very canceled in those cities you can't get a job you can't get a house and everything you don't feel welcome there and it creates those red zones of like the florida states where you're welcome there and they are just openly fascist and they're just openly persecuting anyone who doesn't present like they think they should it's like i could absolutely picture these things so i know it's like on the one hand i'm still stuck in that middle ground i'm like i'm happy about the conversations happening happening on the ideal level but i just i want them to affect the material reality a little more than they tend to right now but i mean you saw how the movie ended like we beat uh oh yeah it's all good like yeah we (laughs) we defeated patriarchy feminism won we're we're good i mean only in barbie land though because it comes back to the real world but (laughs) it's still the same wait are you telling me that it's not like the peak feminist (laughs) utopia to become a gynecologist come on now Someone really wants oh, that goodness. It just brings you to the ending of the movie and being like, what like was that the goal? Was there like, oh, we just need to work together and like to get to this it away? Like <laughs> to go to the gynecologist. <laughs> that was a very strange note. Yeah. I thought that they so left too. it on. It's like they didn't want to provide real answers and they're like, well, we'll just leave it with a little funny. But I wonder if they like intentionally left it open because they like were like, oh, this is gonna make a lot of money and we want to make sure that we can make another movie out of this or something. You know what I mean? I mean, this is like peak liberal feminism, and the liberal feminists are like screaming at the highest mountains how good this film. What I think is also very frustrating is I think they made Ryan Gosling's kin the funniest character in the whole movie. He was absolutely great, yeah. He was like the best actor and like I like yeah, he, yeah, every, he stole like every phenomenal. scene he was in. Absolutely. And I think that's like it's kind of sad because it's like and then everyone's talking about like oh Ken's like Ryan Gosling's gonna be nominated for an Oscar for best supporting actor for this role and I don't oh. know if he's like best supporting actor but he was funny (laughs) he was doing a fascism and he was so lovable and i don't like that (laughs) yeah like i think it's wrong (laughs) why is he my favorite character of the whole barbie movie it shouldn't have been kid (laughs) yeah it almost makes you like when he enters like our society and then he's like oh wow i get respected just for being it. so it's like you hate it 
but then you still understand. So it almost like defeats the purpose. And that's why it's like, ah. It, like I hated that I loved him so much. Yes. Like, he was such a compelling <laughs> character. Like every scene he was in, like I was laughing. Like the, my favorite scene of the whole movie is like whenever like Barbie's like, I want to be your low commitment, non like whatever whole thing, like girlfriend. And he's like, oh, let me think about it. And it like, goes back into his room and goes, sublime. Like I was like crying <laughs> laughing at that scene. Because like it kind of does remind me of like the way that like the whole like like fedora tipping like milady like sort of meme. You know what? Like that's what, what I got from like that scene. And I was like, I thought it was really funny because like it like got itself, but then like it doesn't get itself at the same time. Is this what Republicans feel about Trump? Is, is this like how their relationship well, like they with Trump is? So much that they love they, him. They, they know he's kind of dumb as fuck, and what he's doing doesn't. But they're just they just love him, and just for the love of the game. <laughs> Maybe I don't know because I just feel like like the way Ryan. I don't know if this just because like Ryan Gosling is very like charismatic as like an actor, but I don't know. Like I felt like bad that like he would be in like a scene with like Margot Robbie, and I love Margot Robbie's, and I was just like I'd rather see like Ken say his lines are way funnier than Margot Robbie's. I mean, I also wonder because they were doing like a role reversal, whether because when I think about the way that we're socialized, um, partic like particularly men and women, men are trained to compete for power and women for the attention of men. And, you know, in society, it's like, oh, yeah. me, you know, oh, yes, men propose to me. And so it's almost like they were portraying Ken and Ken's as that uh, when you when you think about it so it, it yeah it, it was just just a thought you know like that that's the way that they're portraying uh kens but when you think about it that's how we are perceived as women <laughs> and more emotional i don't know i mean i think i think the movie has you know maybe not the thing we want it to say you know within our political perspective but i think it I guess the question, maybe the last thing, and then we can we can wrap it up is how how do you then push maybe the liberals who are watching this movie? Because I kind of asked like how you kind of reach conservatives. Like liberals feel like they've seen this and they've kind of understand things better. They're cheering it on to push them further. And I think maybe as Mike says, you need another movie that really does kind of push the envelope more. But I don't I don't know how you then. It, 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 is it enough for them to start to have these, even if it's surface level conversations, to slowly maybe start to unpack things more? Obviously, they need a push. I don't think the Barbie movie is the push, but it could be, you know, a tiny step. I feel like one thing that like I would recommend if they were like a liberal that like watched this movie and like really like identify with the message is that they should read Women Race in Class by Angela Davis. Because I do think... Nice. That book, like, I just started reading it. I got, like, halfway through it last night. And, like, there's so much information that I feel like about, like, the feminist movement and, like, the women's movement from, like, all the way back in slavery that, like, this, like, puts it in a Marxist perspective in a way that doesn't even, like, at least, like, it doesn't, like, obviously, it, like, talks about how bad capitalism it is, but it doesn't, like, make it in a way where, like, if you feel like you're on the fence about like capitalism is not something that's like shoving that idea that like oh like capitalism is this horrible thing that's gonna ruin your life which obviously it is but i don't think no, it's it like she's making a case yes for like this is these are the reasons why it's bad and you should probably agree like all of these things are bad and she, she, doesn't really and she very explicitly explains how it also affects like the white yes. liberal people 
especially yes. in the 19th century as much yeah. i mean maybe not as much but in a say in a in a way that is i think a little more reading it would hopefully gain something from it. that's I, that's a good yeah. well if we're throwing out book recommendations like if you identified with like the mara Ferrera, is that how you say it america, america Ferrera? Ferrera? it's yeah. america yeah like Mar- america yes. yeah okay <laughs> um i Rose Hackman wrote this book, uh, Emotional Labor, The Invisible Work, Shaping Our Lives and How to Claim Our Power. I think this is really good. I think, like, white liberal men and, like, just women in general should read this. But I think, like, I don't think, a like, a staunchly conservative man would want to read this. But, like, a liberal man who thinks that he's a feminist should probably pick this up. <laughs> you probably benefit from it. Because it does talk about a lot of stuff that, um, like, she talks about. But, like, managing your own emotions for like men and like all all of that jazz without getting too in depth in it it's important stuff <laughs> i don't know where else i was going with that thanks for sharing i feel like with like barbie like i feel like there's maybe nothing else that like you could watch just because like again like everyone else was saying like it's still such like a new movie like with these like new ideologies that are like being pushed and stuff to like the mainstream media and i feel like the only way that like you'll maybe truly be able to get a full perspective on it is reading like marxist literature yeah you pretty much have to send somebody to like bread tube from the barbie yeah. movie if they're like starting to go in that direction you feel like yeah. they're reachable yeah that's good that's good like you gotta like sorry you just gotta start consuming like communist and socialist works like i don't like if that's a if that's how you, you can't, like coddle them or anything like i feel like at a certain point you have to just it's to be very direct. Yeah, I think it comes down to either you like reading or you like watching videos. And if you like reading, then those book recommendations are great. You're going from a liberal movie to a you know a stepping stone to a progressive book. Or if you don't like reading, like Mike said, you go from this liberal movie to progressive red tube, which is very much not socialist and communist, but progressive. You know, trying to claim some of those bragging rights. It's a great stepping stone. I think both of those directions are good depends on your preference and thankfully i think one thing that's good about like at least marxist literature and stuff like that is so many people are talking about it on like youtube and stuff like that like if you like look up any of these books you can find somebody like at least dissecting somewhat most popular marxist works and explaining it for the more common tongue and stuff like that because like i know like reading some of the stuff it's like i wish that like somebody made it more concise because karl marx sometimes just be talking out of his ass <laughs> i swear to god <laughs> His name was Michael Parenti. <laughs> great job. Yeah. At it. <laughs> Michael Parenti, I love watching his speeches. The other day I was talking to Mariah. I like got really high and I was just like eating chicken nuggets watching Michael Parenti like speeches. <laughs> I like such a picture to Mariah. Base. I was just like eating chicken nuggets watching him. Who are you? Me? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is the greatest thing I've ever done. Yeah, you're right about that. <laughs> No, I, I, I'm probably coming off as a Debbie Downer. <laughs> but Don't criticize Brenty now. <laughs> <laughs> However, I just I just think that um I mean when I meet um any conservative that we may I may find some common ground. I do recommend like All About Love by Bell Hooks and Salvation, like the trilogy, because it just states how love is at the cornerstone of any social and political reform. And like, that's a little baby step into then 
more like socialist literature. But what I meant by being the Debbie Downer, I just don't think that Barbie is going to be it. I think that it's just liberals are going to celebrate it and conservatives are just going to be like, that's it. And that's why, you know, this, the world is doomed and women just want to have abortions and we don't care about marriage. And that's why, you know, it's like it's a work of the devil. Forget. So I don't think that Barbie will be it. Hopefully it's a stepping stone, as we mentioned previously. Yeah, so Evan, your question was, uh, I think I was trying to, how did you originally phrase it? It was like, where do we send liberals or like, if we want to get Yeah, I mean, I guess, I mean, I guess where we like, kind of give in some labor like, camps. I mean, I guess, <laughs> sterling, sterling, I mean, I think you read my mind, like the amount of times you say what I'm thinking, buddy, like, I'm, I'm once Re- again, re-education camps. Thanks, sir, thank you, I literally was about to say, I'm once again, I suggesting have a lot of labor, you feel me? Re-education camps, because as much as I'm happy, like, and, and I'm fully confident that Barbie has opened the door for more of these kind of movies to be made and have these kind of conversations. And this literal rhetoric in the script, like it's not even just like a metaphor anymore. Um, I'm glad to see it, but I also just worry about the reaction that it spawns because, again, as much as it is like a very communist and feminist movie or whatever, it still is pretty milquetoast. It's very mild, like I was saying before, and it still is going to spawn this crazy reaction. And it's almost like this contradiction in liberalism where if you take everyone's ideas as valid whether they are based on actual investigation or research and like you know hearing people's voices when they come from like a marginalized group and they've been oppressed their whole lives or you take that as equal to the voices of like literal white nationalists who are just going off of feelings and like their emotions having grown up in a white nationalist culture their whole lives it's like yeah, it's this weird contradiction where if you take those two and platform them equally, you end up with the fucking white nationalists winning all the time because they already have control over the material institutions. It's like you need the fucking re-education camps and it's not going to get any like significantly better until that kind of thing happens. So just putting it out there in the same way the Barbie movie is like putting the conversation out there. I don't expect it to happen, but like I just want to start having the conversation. Let's get it into the lexicon. We'll start talking about the re-education camps the way Bernie was talking about universal health care and it got it into the young people's minds. Like, let's just We'll just talk like nobody dies in them. Like you don't die. They're not like the the bad gulags. You just you just go there. And you get re- you literally. It's like think about it this way: all those conversations you're having with your uncles and like these people online that you're frustrated by because they just don't see the facts. Like they just don't see reality the way that it actually is. The reeducation camp fixes all of that. You don't have to have these arguments with Prager U dorks anymore. Like the reeducation <laughs> camp is the solution. Trust yeah. me. Yup. 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 That's the uh, that's that's the message of Barbie for Barbie too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> is that gonna be the title is barbie is pro gulag yeah if the, if they were doing a fascism why are you living among it's like oh we're friends now mm-hmm. yeah yes. and like that's the, like with the overarching like at the end we're like barbie's like i'm worried about ken's feelings blah 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 it's like why <laughs> he took your house <laughs> <laughs> he kicked you to the curb <laughs> Sterling, I was so glad you said it before, because I had that coming for like five minutes. I was waiting, and you just you read my mind, dude. <laughs> you already know. We have the same brain. This happens literally all the time. <laughs> Barbie let Barbie 2, the, I don't know. The gulags weren't so bad. <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, I think that might be, uh, I think that's our, the, uh, the end of our Barbie discussion, but it's been great. So Sterling. Mike from Left Turn Leftist Podcast, Rye, Kristen, and Karina. Thank you all for 
sticking it out and talking about uh talking about barbie and uh it's been been fun thank you awesome we're happy absolutely well everyone can uh listen to the podcast wherever podcasts can be found such as current leftists can be found everywhere and we'll catch you next time